This is the Gospel Lights broadcast brought to you by the West Bay Wesleyan Holiness Church in Northwest Point in the West Bay of Grand Cayman of the Cayman Islands. We thank you for joining us again today and we want to welcome all of our new listeners. We want those of us who has been with us for such a long time that to welcome all of those who are listening as well on the internet. We trust that you will get a blessing out of this service today. And thank you for writing to us or calling us or seeing us and saying that you have been listening to the broadcast and you appreciate the programs and the prayers. We invite you to call us or to write to us and let us know if there you have a need and we would more than likely um, mention your situation even if we do not mention your name and we will put you into our prayer group and we will continue to pray for you. Please remember to pray for our Resident Christian Academy staff as they are on their way back to preparation for school in just probably another week. Pray for Journey in Mercies and that they're well rested and the days ahead would be uh, very fruitful as they prepare their classes for students coming in in just the following week. Our pastor the Reverend Brenda Wallach, and she sp- sp- continues to speak on the grace for the drained in various positions of life. And this is part two of what she started last week. You want to take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. And while we're doing that, we will favor you with a number by th- three of our sisters in the church, Sister Nesca Lewis, Sister Emma Jean Sams, and Sister Faye, as they sing, he said, I thirst. And he said, I made the rivers. He said, I thirst, yet he made the rivers. Oh, no, no, no. 
I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28 through 31. Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now let's look today at part two of this subject that I've entitled Grace for the Drained in Various Positions of Life. Did you know it's natural and normal to get weary and tired and exhausted and, well, worn out? And not only is this true physically, but also spiritually. Well, the Bible addresses this fact of becoming weary clearly throughout Scripture. Jesus said in Matthew, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the Galatians, said, And let us not grow weary of well-doing or doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. My Christian friends, be an encouragement to your other brothers and sisters in the Lord. For all of us become weary, and we need to encourage each other. Jeremiah writes in chapter 31, verse 25, For I will satisfy the weary soul, and every languishing soul I will replenish. And Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ, who strengtheneth me. And to the Thessalonians, he said, Brothers, don't grow weary in well-doing. And we could go on and on, but you get the idea. Now our scripture reading here from Isaiah chapter 40 and especially verse 31 has been a favorite of the Lord's people for thousands of years. 
Let's read it again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, last week on the broadcast, we looked at the first part of this message. And I shared with you how there is grace to help you soar. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now, there are times when it seems there is little energy left in our spiritual sails, isn't there? There are times when we feel defeated and deflated and unable to rise above our circumstances. But, dear friend, be of good courage today. Regardless of how low you may feel spiritually, there is help from the Lord for you. So he promises here in verse 31 to give you grace to soar. That's what we covered last week. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Secondly, today, the Lord gives us grace to help us run or to help us sprint. They shall run and not be weary. Not only is there grace for those who soar in life, but there is also grace for those who sprint. The word run means to dart or to move swiftly. Now, this word reminds us that the Christian life is classified as a race. Paul saw himself as being in a race. He said to the Corinthians, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, where did Paul get his strength? He got his strength from waiting before the Lord. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 that his strength was renewed day by day. You see, the secret to successfully running this race day by day is found in Hebrews 12 and verse 2. We must always be looking unto Jesus. You can't look to yourself. You can't look to someone else. You must look unto Jesus. If we're going to win, we must stay focused on him the Lord Jesus. In the 1960s, there was a young high school boy named John Baker who loved to run. In fact, he loved running so much that his dream was to be on the high school track team. The only problem was the coach, the track coach, wasn't interested in John. You see, the coach felt like John was too short and just wasn't quite fast enough to be a runner. But John's friend was built like a runner, so thought the coach. And the coach would have loved to have had his friend on the track team. 
But the only problem was that boy wasn't interested. That's when John came up with an idea to join the team. He promised the coach that if he'd let him run, he could convince his friend Lloyd Goff that the coach wanted on the track team to join the track team. Well, John got on the team, and the team's first race was a 1.7-mile cross-country run through the hills of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Other schools were there for the race, too, and so was the reigning state champion runner, Lloyd Goff. All eyes were on the state champion, thinking that he would win, as he always had. So Lloyd led the pack of runners as they appear, disappeared over the hills, and for the next few minutes the spectators waited and watched and watched and waited, and then at last they saw a lone figure running toward them. Well, the crowd assumed that it was Lloyd Goff, the state champion, but it wasn't. Guess who it was? That's right. It was John Baker who led the pack. John not only won the meet that day, but he set a new meet record. When he was asked how he was able to win, John said, I stayed focused. He fixed his eyes, he said, on the runner ahead of him until he passed that runner. And then he fixed his eyes on the next runner until he passed that one, and on and on until he had left everyone else behind. John won the race by being focused. And friends, Paul is telling us here in 1 Corinthians 9.26, I do not run aimlessly. This great apostle had his eyes focused on an objective. He focused on Jesus Christ. And my dear Christian friend, nothing or no one else matters. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and sprint, run to the finish for his glory. And so there is grace to help you soar. There is grace to help you sprint to run. And finally, there is grace to help you stroll. Verse 31 of Isaiah 40 tells us, they shall walk and not faint. This describes the action that most of our lives takes. Walking or strolling. Not every day of our lives is filled with storms and excitement and adventure until we're rising and flying and running. But most of our day-to-day -day lives are just spent walking, walking, strolling along. There are days that you may fly high, and it seems like blessings are coming from all around. Then there are days spent in a run, sprinting from one thing to the other. But then there are those days 
that are unexciting when we stroll along the road of life. It's just daily humdrum. But that's how Adam spent his days. According to Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, he walked. He walked in the garden. And God came and walked with him. Adam spent his days walking. And the scripture says, Have I not shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? You see, friends, this daily walking with the Lord speaks well of the servants of God. A consistent daily walk that never varies is something special. It tells us about the saint of God who is steady. If you meet them today, they are still walking with the Lord like they were last year. If you meet them next year, they'll still be the same. That indicates that they are spending time with the Lord day by day. God gives grace to his children who are walking through the mundane events of their daily lives. We may think that we're only serving the Lord when we're running or flying, but that's not true. Our daily walk is important to God. Our faithfulness The fact is, there's nothing bigger than a Christian who simply walks with the Lord day by day. Finding yourself in the word of the Lord and prayer every day. Those of you who are confined maybe to a wheelchair, maybe even to a bed. Dear friend, walking with the Lord is important to Him. You can pray. You can spend time alone with him and see things happen that you pray about. There's something to be said for simply walking with God in your daily calling. There is grace for that. Ella Wheeler Wilcox wrote, To every mind there openeth a way and way and a way. A high soul climbs the highway And the low soul gropes the low. And in between on the misty flats, the rest drift to and fro. But to every man there openeth a highway and a low. And every mind decideth the way his soul shall go. As we journey along through life, tis the set of the soul that determines the goal and not the calm or the strife. As we faithfully walk with God day by day with his help and grace, we are ready when those times of sprinting and soaring come. Our success in those special times always comes from our faithfulness to stroll with the Lord every day. No doubt, young David was often bored walking among his father's sheep. Countless days, endless routines, the same thing day after day. This is what marked the life of young David. 
Yes, it was the monotonous routines of his life that David learned to be a man of God, alone on those mountains, doing the same thing day after day, yet David learned the priceless lessons of faithfulness. David applied himself to the task of giving his best during the mundane times of life. Then, when God promoted him, David didn't have to learn to be faithful. He already knew how. While his brothers were hiding away from the enemy, David didn't have to learn responsibility. He had already learned that lesson. God used the unending monotony of the routine to shape David's life for greater things. And when it came time for that young boy David to face Goliath, he was ready to run because he had been faithful in his walk. And when it came time for David to be the king of Israel, he was ready to fly because... David had been faithful in his walk. Friends, it, it, it all comes down to being faithful. Whatever you do in life demands faithfulness, whether it's walking with the Lord, being a father and mother, or doing your job. We've all heard of the Walmart store and probably Sam Walton, its founder one of the world's largest corporations. He left a $100 billion fortune to his wife and four children when he died in 1992. But Sam Walton wasn't always a billionaire. No, no, no. He worked his way through college. He shined shoes. He sold papers. He joined an 18-month job for J.C. Penney before he ever started out on his, his own stores. And he worked his way up and worked his way up. It was from the mundane that Sam Walton succeeded. He kept on. And friends, God will give us the grace to keep on. What I'm saying to you today is keep on keeping on. Keep on praying, even when it appears that your prayers aren't being heard. Remember Daniel, back in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel had been praying for 21 days, for three weeks, and it looked like his prayers weren't getting through. But after that three-week period, a visitor from heaven came to Daniel and said, O oh man, greatly beloved, be strong, yea, be strong. And Daniel said, I was strengthened. And that messenger, that angelic messenger, told Daniel, God heard you the first day that you prayed. My friend, keep on praying. God does hear even when you don't think he is. Keep on going to church. Even when you're discouraged, when you don't feel like you're getting anything out of it, keep on keeping on. Keep on teaching even when it seems like the lesson isn't getting through to your students. Keep on witnessing. Keep on giving. Keep on living for Jesus. Refuse to turn back or waver from following the Lord because his 
he gives grace for us to soar, to mount up with wings as eagles. He gives grace to sprint, to run, and not be weary. He gives grace to stroll, to walk, and not faint. He gives grace to the drained. Father, only you know who is listening today. With the weight of the world on his or her shoulder. But you, Almighty One, has every resource we need to make it through the difficulties, to make it through the storms, and take us through the adverse circumstances of life victoriously. We look to you for help just now to soar, to sprint, to stroll with a hope that renews our faith and restores our strength in the midst of situations that challenge and weary us. Your power and your strength never diminishes, dear Lord, and your resources are never depleted. Lift those of us up who are weary today that we might partake of your bountiful mercies and grace. In the name of your Son, Christ Jesus our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. certainly thank you for joining us again today on the Gospel as broadcast. Our prayers that you receive a blessing from it and that you will continue to write to us. Our mailing address is the Gospel as broadcast, Post Office Box 346, West Bay, Grand Cayman, KY1, 1301 in the Cayman Islands. God bless you until next broadcast.